Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Financial Dads Podcast. My name is Paul Fagan, and I'm here with Jody Fisher. Hey, Jody, how are you doing today? Good morning, Paul. How are you? Pretty good, pretty good. Um, in short, this podcast is for all the dads out there who struggle with life's topics as they are related to family and finances. Our hope is that we can provide our thoughts, successes, and mistakes and share them with all of you. Uh, today's topic, um, which is also a pretty important topic in my life and has been and continues to be, uh, is how to pay down debt, right? How to slay the debt dragon and get on track to a relatively debt-free lifestyle. Um, so from, from my experience, uh, I've been able to pay off uh, all of our major debt which includes uh, the cars, the house, and, and, and the dreaded school loans. Um, I do use credit cards uh, from month to month for expenses with the assumption that they're always paid off at the end of each month, right? So I don't like to carry any debt forward, and we treat them just like any other uh, debt. We try to get it out of our lives as fast as possible. Um, I've not endured a credit card interest charge uh, since college. I got into a little trouble with a Fordham-branded credit card, ran the numbers up to five dollars $6,000, and then turned around and said, uh-oh, I'm here. Uh, so since then, I made it a point to pay off the credit cards as soon as possible. Um, and and, and I've, kept, I've never paid a interest charge since, except for one time Capital One thought that I was delayed in a payment, and I got into an argument with them on the phone and then uh, quickly cut up that card. Um, I didn't want to let my uh, record be blemished, so I paid the. I did. I did have to pay that small credit card charge of like three dollars of interest, but the principal alone, because I knew I was in the right. It was a, once again back office issue. I put the payment through Chase or City, and it didn't get to Capital One on time, and they dinged me for it unnecessarily. So once again, dealing with the snakes of the credit card companies, um, when you're at their mercy. Uh, you sort of have to deal and know the rules that you're playing with. So um, that's pretty much my my debt story. Jody, what's your experience with debt and, and how are you uh, working with it today? Well, you know, Paul, I think um, I, I think everybody's got their own debt story. Um, I think debt is a really dangerous thing. Um, and I think credit is a really can be a really dangerous thing to deal with if you deal with it naively. Um, and, and this goes back to my uh, core theme that I talk about all the time, which is being intentional with your money. Um, you know, we try to not use credit cards in our house. We have credit cards. We use them occasionally and for very specific purposes. Uh, and we will always pay them off immediately. Um, it's just a matter of sort of the transaction convenience. Um, but we what we never put something on credit that we know we're not going to pay off within that, you know, 30 days or whatever that that statement period. It's kind of like a put it on the credit card, pay the credit card with cash, that kind of thing. Um, and that's to avoid, um, you know, big dips into our uh, into our cash accounts or maybe sometimes if you're going to buy something that you're going to return. Yep. Um, that's on the on the retail level. But I, I have a similar story story as you. You know, we I think. All of us at some point have gotten into uh, trouble uh, with a credit card, running up payments, running up uh, charges, running up interest. And all of a sudden, like you said, you turn around and you're a couple thousand in the hole and you go, geez, how am I going to dig myself out of this one? Um, and so being intentional with your money uh, in terms of how you spend every dollar you get, including what you may or may not choose to put on a credit card, 
or or any other type of debt, um, I think is really important. And you know, we can we can get into you know when we talk about debt, we talk a lot about credit cards, but you know, debt is anything you owe to anybody. So that includes a mortgage, a HELOC, a car payment, uh, a credit card, a school loan, anything um, is debt. And and debt is that hole into which dollars flow. Uh, when they're not flowing it back into your own pocket. Yep, absolutely. Um, and, and good examples: the my school loan from my undergrad, my wife's school loan from law school, our mortgage, our cars. I've talked about these on previous podcasts, but we always treated them with utmost urgency to get rid of them out of our lives. Um, in fact, um, you know, in terms of uh, my wife's school loan, we actually at one point took the school loan and converted it to a HELOC for a number of reasons. Uh, but for our purposes, we wanted to pay down and slay that dragon as soon as possible. Uh, so we kept working more and more towards paying off these debts. So we, like I said earlier, we did pay off our mortgage, the cars, uh, both cars we own. One's an 09 and one's a 14. So at some point, we will have to get back into buying a new car. Hopefully, that will be with cash. Uh, but once you, like you said before, sometimes the loans give you some level of warranty especially with large purchases. Um, so you, uh, for instance, when we bought my wife's Subaru, well, we had the cash to buy it outright, but we chose to take a loan out, which was like a zero percentage loan of some sort uh, for the first year, just to make sure we didn't have a lemon, right? And then once we knew the car was what it was, uh, we, click, we quickly chunked down and paid off the loan, right? So that was the idea around it, was using it for warranty, like you said earlier in the, in the podcast here. Um, it's funny the psychological effect of, of credit cards. Uh, I had a good friend I used to live with, and he used to love getting new credit cards in the mail um, to the point where he would jump up and down when the new credit card would come through. And I jokingly once said to him, and he always remembers this, um, I said, you know, you got to pay that back, right? You know that, right? And, and I think some people have this fascination with credit cards that it's free money somehow. But really, it isn't, right? It's actually more money than cash, right? Because by the time you add on fees and charges and interest expense, uh, you're going to pay way more for that steak or that uh, pie, uh, you know, uh, set of uh, earbuds or whatever your, your thing is. So um, like we talked about earlier, paying the credit card off at the end of the month is always, is always key. And I think I saw that also firsthand in my family, right? So uh, people's financial lives are impacted in a negative way. Um, so I've seen around me a lot of folks have credit cards. They carry the credit card debt. They carry it for some time. Um, and, and, and then they run into a cycle where um, they come into a windfall. They'll quickly pay off the credit card or, or, or transfer the credit card payment, uh, the credit card balance to a HELOC, and then clear off the credit card and say, oh, you know, I'm never going to use that again. And then they start using it again. Um, so there's a lot of negativity that can happen in people's lives around credit card, just like abusing any other product or whether it was a drug problem or a, uh, or an alcohol problem. I guess I'm getting too heavy here, but, but people can get addicted sort of to the credit card uh, and using it over and over and getting stuck in that cycle. What, what are your thoughts on that, Jody? I mean, I think I you know, appreciate what you said about you know, maybe getting a little too heavy, but the, the mentality is the same. You know, using a credit card um, with wild abandon um, I think is no different from any other addiction at its essence, right? Um, 
you know, if you're running around and you're slapping down a credit card every time you, you know, walk into a drugstore for a stick of gum, um, that's a problem. That's a big problem. It's it, and there's a huge difference between that and let's say, you know, intentionally making a large purchase like you described with the car or or whatever. You know, we recently bought a couch. Um, you know, making a large purchase with that, knowing that the money's in the bank, but we're just going to throw it on a credit card, make sure the couch gets here, we don't have to return it or whatever, and then good, it's in the house, great, and we pay it off with cash. Um, you know, the latter is being intentional with your money. The former is just like running around and running up debt and, and getting crazy and sort of waking up the next morning or maybe 30 days later, you know, get that bill in the mail and it's that giant hangover and like the bill comes due and you're like, holy mackerel, how did I get here? Um, that's, that's a real problem for some people and a, and a serious problem too. It's not just like, Hey, you're stupid. Like some people are really, truly addicted to just running around and spending money like that. And, and you've got to change your mindset on how you use credit cards, debt, money in general. You have got to get really serious. If you're serious about winning with money, you've got to get really serious about how you use your money. Um, and I think the first step in, in digging out of that hole is really just writing everything down. I was shocked the first time that I did a budget um, for, for us, and this is going back maybe 10 years, mm -hmm. how, um, how, how monumental the numbers were and how when you put them down on paper and you ran them out over time, how you – I've said this before, how I just saw our household budget driving off a cliff. And I saw the exact week it would drive off the cliff. It becomes so crystal clear when you write things down about where you are with your money. Um, and, it, and it allows you to take that first step. Um, just like any other addiction, to use your analogy, Paul, mm -hmm. um, how, how bad your addiction is and, and how desperately you need to break it. And then the good thing about having that written down is that it will show you that budget will show you exactly how you're able to break it. And then you just have to have the will to do it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and I think that, you know, there is a lot of negativity, a lot of downsides to debt. We talked about some small upsides, but at the end of the day, I think you've said it earlier, debt is debt is debt. And, and that's where, you know, it comes down to the different types of debt that exist. And some people will call it good debt versus bad debt, right? Consumer debt, Car loans, houses, school loans. There's I think no good debt. Let's just let's just put a point on that, right? There's no good debt, right? I mean, even your mortgage, which may be a worthwhile loan, right? Because yeah, I mean, few few people have the hundreds of thousands of dollars that you need to buy a house outright. Um, but even that, you know, I pay that every month, and it's like, okay, it's a it's a good use of my money. But boy, I wish I didn't have to pay it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely, I I totally agree. Um, we both listen to Dave Ramsey, and he talks about the snowball, right? Paying off debt smallest to largest. Um, I guess in my experience, it always came down to, I don't know if I followed that methodology to a T. I always sort of saw it as hand-to-hand -hand combat. Whatever debt was in front of me, I tackle, then move to the next one. Um, so I don't think I did it in that perfect order, as he has stated. Um, when we were paying down debt, um, you know, all the normal things that people do were in play, right? So tightening the belt, budgeting yourself, not going to dinners, not taking the vacations, making the sacrifices, right, that were necessary 
to uh, to pay off that debt and avoiding paying more debt. Uh, it came to light this past week. I had a conversation with somebody, and we were talking about debt. and And I have I know someone that's that's deeply in debt, and I had to explain to them. And I looked back on it, and I had that light bulb moment that I've been sacrificing and avoiding debt forever. I had the opportunity years ago to invest into some vacation property. And I said, no, I don't want two mortgages. And then 2008 happened with the economic downturn. And I looked back and said, wow, I'm glad I I made the decision not to go into more debt. So part of paying off your debt is not getting into any more debt. I think that's a big key. Um, What do you think of the the Dave Ramsey snowball uh, effect? What are your thoughts in terms of knuckling down and paying off that debt with laser focus, as he would say? Yeah, I, th- I think that that snowball concept is a smart one, and it's a smart one because it's probably the easiest concept to grasp, right? Get rid of the smallest thing first. It's one thing off your plate. Get rid of the next smallest one. It's the next thing off your plate. And as and as you get rid of each of those pieces of debt, you take the money that you had been spending on that you know, first debt, you put it on the second one. You take the one you put on the – you get rid of the second one, then you put one and two on three. And you get rid of three, you put one, two, and three on four, and then you walk your way up. It's a, it's a fairly easy thing to do. It takes time, takes dedication, and the big, obviously the bigger your debts are, the more dedication and the more um, uh, intensity you need, to, you need to put on those things. But it's, it's a fairly easy way to do things. You, there, are, there are other concepts about you know, tackling the debt with the largest um, interest rate first, um, which may or may not work for people. Um, you know, you can do it lots of different ways. And, and I've put my own personal little spin on how we got rid of, have been getting rid of our debt. And we're basically down now to a, a mortgage and a student loan. Um, and that's down from God, maybe seven or eight pieces of debt, separate pieces of debt that we wow. had. Um, just nuts, right? And, and that's, I think that's how people get into trouble, right? They don't go and they take, you know, like, you know, aside from the mortgage or a student loan or something like that, you know, I, a few people, I think, have one credit card where they rack up seventy five thousand dollars worth of debt. Right. They have they have six credit cards and one's got two thousand. One's got three thousand. One's got ten thousand. And, you know, you add it all up. Yep. And it's this giant mountain. Yep. Death and by a thousand cuts. It. Exactly. Exactly. And and so um, getting rid of those um, one at a time intentionally um, and and on a on a schedule. Uh, and that's what a budget really is. It's a schedule for your money um, is, is the most important key to success. Um, you know, I use the phrase intentional all the time, but like you can be an intentional, you can be intentional with your money or you can not. And if you're not, it's just like a, it's like a car swerving around an icy road and you're just waiting to crash. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Have you, have you taken personally any drastic steps to towards your debt goal in terms of cleaning up the debt? I don't. I can't think of anything offhand that I did. What we basically were able to do was take certain uh, incomes that came in over time that allowed us to uh, pay down the debt. Whether it was a uh, getting a refund from uh, Uncle Sam, right, or the New York State or uh, some sort of small bonus at work, some sort of small windfall of sorts. We never had a big windfall of any kind, right? So no, no inheritances or anything like that. And, um, and like I said, we did a lot of debt avoidance. So not taking trips uh, to Disney or to you know, Europe or whatever you want to call it, whatever your thing is. Not, 
buying uh, cars on a regular basis. We kept uh, cars for a very, very long time. And that's for another podcast. We'll talk about buying cars and such. But um, the story with me was I kept my first car. I bought a 92 truck new, paid it off, kept it for 17 years, right? To the point where it began to really start breaking down. And that's when we really had to get another car, right? And I jumped back into uh, the leasing cycle I'm out of that now, and like I said, we'll talk about cars on another podcast, but uh, the goal was to just get all these debts paid off, and it feels great not to have those major debts, and we just carry the credit card monthly, so we're able to, we use it more, Jody, as a a convenience. I think you said it earlier in the podcast, right? We use it for convenience, but I know that it's not the right thing all the time. I should be using cash more because psychologically, I'm probably spending more with the credit card, and I'm not realizing it. It's one thing when you're putting it on plastic or clicking a button through a website. It's another thing when you're pulling those hundreds or fifties or twenty out of your wallet to buy something. That hurts, doesn't it? Oh, it's a different experience. And and I think there's a lot of psychological effects there, right? That I'm probably not taking into account. But once again, I try to live my life as best I can and credit cards have become very effective for family budgeting and for family use. So my wife and I have a shared credit card, and we use it for the family items. We each have our own credit cards. Um, She watches her personal ones. I watch over my personal ones. We have the joint account that we watch over. And it helps with end-of-year planning. It helps with forecasting. There's a lot of benefits to it, but there's probably some negatives to it as well um, in terms of extra spend that probably does take place that I'm unaware of. Um, You were talking about tracking the debt, having the plan, setting the goal, uh, when you were digging in for your debt payment, is that how you were handling it, just week by week and just kind of tracking and chunking down and figuring out where the extra money would go? Absolutely. And, you know, in its simplest terms, an Excel spreadsheet, you know, charted out by, you know, across the top, you know, columns by week when we were getting paid. So there's your inflows at the top and, and down the left hand side, every single piece of debt um, and every source of, you know, in and out. Um, and, and we posted a, a spreadsheet on the, uh, on the Facebook page, I think. Um, and that's one of many. And, and everybody should have their own version of that, you know, however it works for you. But the whole point is, is to write everything down, to see it in action, um, to chart when those debts are going to get paid off and how they're going to get paid off um, and maximize every dollar that comes in. Um, going back, like I said, going back 10 years to the first time that I did a spreadsheet, maybe more. Um, I was amazed at how much waste there was in our in our budget because we didn't have one. Um, I was like, wow. I, I mean, I found without even blinking, I found a couple hundred bucks a month um, that I could put on on something else um, in terms of paying down debt and strategies, you know, um, other than other than just being intentional and, and charting it out in that budget. Um, you can do you can utilize other strategies which are no secret you know things like zero percent credit cards where you can surf debt over to a zero percent credit card for yep. a certain amount of time um, just be sure that when you do that you're going to be able to pay that debt off in the amount of time that you have to, to maximize the zero percent um, there are things like um, uh, you can do consolidation loans you talk to your bank and do consolidation loans although be wary of your bank because your bank is always going to try to upsell you on something Yep, absolutely. Sneak in hidden fees and charges (laughs) and just, you know, 
you know, banks are businesses just like any everybody else. They're not benevolent. They don't love you. They love your money and they want to take more of it. Um, so just be smart with how you choose to pay off your debt and, and start that mentality of living in cash. That's the most important thing. Um, you know, we, we, we cut up all but one of our credit cards. We have that one credit card that we just sort of have there. I'd love to get rid of it. My wife wants to keep it. That's fine. That's the middle ground that we've, we've arrived at. But, um, you know, talking about creating the budget, um, I was the one who created the budget. You talk about family dynamics, right? Mm -hmm. I was the one who created the budget and sort of brought her along and said, hey, here's how I want to start running our finances because here's how I think we could be doing better. She was hesitant at first. Um, and that and, and, you know, just sort of slowly kept working on that to the point where um, got her got her on board. And, and now we're just we're just sort of, you know, going at it together. Um, but that first conversation, Paul, you tell me uh, maybe your experience, that first conversation where, you know, we were talking about, hey, we want to buy this thing. And I said, OK, let's plug it into the budget. And the numbers didn't work. And I looked up from the computer and I said, we can't get that thing. The look on her face <laughs> was like, what do you mean? And, and that launches into this conversation and a rather heated one, I remember, about we don't have the money to buy this thing. That's the, to me, that's the turning point of winning with money. When you can start to have that, to recognize that situation and have that conversation and say, we can't buy this thing. And it's not, you know, we're not talking about like school for your kids. We're not talking yep, about, absolutely. you know, sneakers, you know, because the kids don't have any sneakers anymore or, you know, food or something like that. We're talking about something that is 100% disposable. When you, the first time you have that conversation about we can't buy this because we don't have the money, that is a game changer of a conversation. Yeah. And if you can successfully navigate that conversation, and it'll be the first of many that you have. Mm -hmm you will begin to change your mindset about how you use money and you will throw away the mentality of using credit forever. Yeah, I agree. I, that conversation, it's a little bit different. Once again, dynamics are a little different. With my wife, when I started listening to Dave Ramsey, I bought the Total Money Makeover, bought the book, read it, and then gave it to my wife and asked her to read it. And she read it in a few nights. Like She read right through it. Um, I don't think we've ever had that particular issue. She's always been sort of very supportive of the finances. And I take the lead on a lot of the financial pieces within the home. And I sort of, I'm probably the one who, who wants the splurge items more than her, which is, which is, which is funny. Every marriage is different. Oh, I do too. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I do too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we, um, we both got on the same page. And like I said, in previous podcasts, I think, she was okay with, with paying off the debt. I put the plans together. I executed the plans. But at the end of the day, she, she still was a little bewildered why we wanted to get it done so fast. But um, we, we did get it done, and I think she's happier for it. And once again, it comes down to everybody in America has credit card debt, right? They're sitting on credit card debt. They're sitting on mortgage loans. They're sitting on school loans. They're sitting on car loans. It's the norm. Right. And I think there's a commercial where it shows a guy by the barbecue with the brand new ride on tractor and, the, and he's cooking out in this big, beautiful house and he's got the cars in the driveway and he and he looks at the camera. He goes, I'm up to debt. I'm in debt up to my eyeballs. Right. Yeah. And I and I remember that commercial and it just 
I'm glad I'm not in that position. I know a lot of people that are in that position. And sometimes I wonder personally, maybe, maybe that is the way to go. But I think it comes down to personal finance, personal choices. And for me, I'm so much more comfortable not having the debt floating around and, and treating debt as it should be very carefully. So focused on, like you are, those credit card balances don't go past the month, right? We never carry a balance. We always treat it as like, if we don't have the money to spend, we don't spend it. And we know when we're buying something that that is going to be paid off at the end of the month, no matter what. Um, so we've we've had to, um, and once again, it comes down to sacrifice, right? So as you're going through paying off debt, it's going to be a sacrifice. I think we could talk about all the techniques and all the different ways of snowballing and such. But at the end of the day, it really comes down to um, discipline, right? And and you're going to have to lock it down for a while, right? To to get everything paid until you can see see that you're clear out of the woods, and then you could start loosening up on on dinners and and other toys. But when you're in the middle of that debt cycle, you really do have to buckle down. I think you'd probably agree with that, Jody. Yeah, you're right. You know, and probably a good experiment if you're if you're using credit cards on a regular basis, or if you don't know if you're using your credit card on a regular basis, empty your wallet. Just walk around with your debit card and your license, you know, or just pull all the credit cards, all the store cards, all the everything's out of your wallet, throw them in your drawer for 30 days and see how many times you go reaching for one of those cards. That'll give you a really, that'll make your head spin. If you're using credit cards like crazy, um, give that a shot. And then um, at the same time, write down all those debts and start budgeting and, and see where all those debts are. I tell you, if you probably if you total up your your credit card, if you use credit cards on a regular basis and you total those up, um, you're going to you're going to cry when you see those the, 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 the total number at the end. It's, it's going to be thousands of dollars, I bet. Wow. That's um, it was for us. It was for us. I mean, I looked at <laughs> I I. I I think our credit number, when you threw it all together, it was tens of thousands of dollars. Wow. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. These were nuts. It's like, what the hell? Did, and, and, I, and I looked around my house and I was like, I don't even know where this money went. Yeah. <laughs> right? What, I mean, it, it's one thing that, like, if, you, if you take out a loan, like you, you have a mortgage, right? Well, you stand out in front of your house, you look at the house, you say, well, that's where that money is. Or you take out a car loan or whatever, and you go, well, that's where that money is. But you look at your credit card, and you look around your house, you're like, I don't even know what I spent this money on. That's nuts. I mean, that is the, that is the financial definition of insanity. Um, you gotta, you just gotta write it all down. You gotta get intentional, and then you gotta knock it out. Yeah, that. And just figure out the way that's gonna work for you to knock it out. But but get rid of it as soon as possible, because every dollar you're sending away to somebody else is a dollar that's not in your own pocket. Yep, absolutely. That was a great wrap up. I think that we don't even have to add a formal wrap up. You just pointed out everything that needs to be said on that front. I know one, one last thing, um, and you mentioned the, the, the Facebook page. So we did post a, a link to a spreadsheet that is a wonderful spreadsheet by the mortgage professor. Uh, they have similar spreadsheets for cars as well. And, and it's a great, that's probably my big tip for everybody out there is using one of those templates. The one from mortgage professor is amazing. You plug in your extra payment. It will calculate what you owe to the mortgage company down to almost within three cents. It is an amazing product. Um, so if, if you want to put $20 extra towards your mortgage one month and $400 one month and $2,000 one month, you could put all these disparate amounts and it tracks it to the penny. 
Um, and I think it's an amazing, amazing tool. And they have similar tools for, for paying down major debt like cars and stuff like that. But I agree with you, Jody. You know, having the tools and having the right tracking, being intentional, uh, using the snowball method, you know, and focusing with laser focus to get these debts paid off is, is really the only way to, to slay that, that debt dragon. Without a doubt. Perfect, perfect. Well, Jody, I thoroughly enjoyed our discussion today, and I'm personally looking forward to the next one. Uh, any comments, uh, Jody, from your side? Yeah. No, I, I think we, we covered this one well, and I think we set up another, a bunch of future podcasts that we can talk about, including including budgeting, um, car loans, and all, all kinds of stuff. So looking forward to future conversations. Yep, absolutely. Well, thanks, everyone, for downloading our podcast. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at financialdads at gmail.com or check us out on Facebook. Just search for Financial Dads. So with that, this is Paul and Jody reminding you, managing finances can be stressful, but that's why the Financial Dads are here to help you plan for success. Have a good one, everybody. Be well and thank you.